you nostalgic externs. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at HereWeGoPod, and please rate, subscribe, and share this show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're discussing Season 5, Episode 17, Sweating It Out. Sweat. <laughs> and they do. Yes, they definitely do. Let's, uh, let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The week... Need not apply. This episode originally aired January 11th, 1995. Woo! Halfway through the decade. Yeah. <laughs> One birthday dimension, January 13th, Natalia Dyer played Nancy Wheeler in Stranger Things was born. I like Nancy. I yeah, like I her like character. Her. Yeah, I like her as well. Movie-wise, one movie to mention on January 13th, Far From Home, The Adventures of Yellow Dog debuts. Did you ever see this movie? No. At I've, first I thought it said Fly Away Home and I got excited. Oh yeah, with Anna Paquin? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, this movie I've never seen, but I have seen the VHS cover of this movie millions of times. Every time we ever <laughs> went to a video store, I'd be like, there it is. I didn't want to watch it. I still don't <laughs> want to watch like it. Kind of like how I've seen the trailer for Fraggle Rock a million times, but I've never oh, actually seen Fraggle Rock. Very similar to that, yeah. TV on January 11th, the WB Network was launched. Ooh, what a journey. January 16th, the United Paramount Network, or UPN, launched with a two-hour premiere of Star Trek Voyager. There we go. I've never seen Star Trek Voyager. Not seen it at all. That's a that's a crime, Kendra. I think you'd enjoy it. Well, we're still very slowly trying to make our way through Next Generation. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, Kate, get, we'll get back to it someday. Kate Mulgrew, who plays Janeway in Voyager, is back in the new animated series now, Star Trek Prodigy. She voices oh. Janeway again, so that's pretty exciting. That's fun. Yeah. And on January 16th, Hercules, The Legendary Journey debuted. Oh, wow. Video games, Bust a Move is released on oh, yeah. Super Nintendo. I loved those games. Yeah. Is that like Just Dance? That's good. No, no. It was like, uh, you know, it was like Snood or any of those kind of games where you're like trying oh, to I shoot. love Snood. Yeah, that, that kind of vibe is what Bust a Move was. Man, I used to play Snood for hours. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hours. My wife is, was, I mean, I'm sure she still would. If someone put snood in her hand, I'd probably never see her again. I feel like I just rediscovered that. Like, I think you can download it from the app store. Yeah, I think you can. I remember a long time ago, I got her a, like, I got it on, for Game Boy Advanced, I found snood on a cartridge, so she'd play it all the time. Hey, you nice. know what? This episode is going to drop on our 15th wedding anniversary, so shout out to my wife, Happy Hillary. anniversary! I love Yay! you. 15 years. The anniversary. Yeah. All right. Take us beyond the zip code, Nick. Well, this is a fun one, Kendra, because today's Beyond the Zip Code is brought to you by one of our listeners. Uh, over on Twitter, at Kier underscore Lynn says, Hey, here we go, pod. Imagine my surprise seeing none other than Claire Arnold, I mean Kathleen Robertson, on the Netflix series Northern Rescue. So, oh. so thanks for the shout out. And this is a good reminder. Listeners, if you see 90210 alums in the wild, send it to us on Twitter at here yeah, we go pod or right on know. Facebook. And we'll incorporate it into the Beyond the Zip Code. But anyway, Northern Rescue is a Canadian drama series. It stars Billy Baldwin as, I'm sorry, William Baldwin. It's probably William, yes. 
Uh, he's a search and rescue commander who, after the death of his wife, relocates from Boston with his three children to live with his sister-in-law in the fictional small town of Turtle Island Bay, Ontario, where he grew up. Aw, that sounds like a cute place. It does. Yeah, Turtle Island Bay. It's not kind of an awkward. Turtle Bay Island would sound mm. better, I but maybe it's not an island. Who knows? Sounds like a uh, a level on Mario Kart. It. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. We can play that as soon as we finish with Bust a Move. Okay. I keep telling you to get Mario Kart so that we can play on the Switch. I know. I need to. Together. You're right. You're right. It needs to happen. All right. Let's look at our synopsis for Sentence to Life. As Rush, David, and Claire work to open the Peach Pit after dark, Donna works to cure Ray of his stage fright. She goes to Steve for advice, but he's still pretty upset about being cut out. Meanwhile, Kelly and Valerie attend a psychology seminar. Valerie ditches, but Kelly goes all in. Finally, Brandon and Dylan go on a road trip to mend their relationship and end up taking part in a Native American ritual. Yes, they do. Not yes, where I thought do. it was going, but I know, it did. agreed. And I spent the whole episode being like, is this okay? Are we, is this all right? I felt the same way. <laughs> I was like, is it? I, yeah. I, I don't. I mean, I feel like some of the, like, as soon... Well, we'll get there. We'll talk about it. Yeah, okay. We'll talk about it. All right. All right. right. Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? Today's episode was written by Chip Johansson and directed by Jason Priestley. I feel like this is maybe the first non-Goof Troop episode that Jason Priestley directed. Pretty serious overall. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that he directed this one. No, and again, I think it's a weird move to do an episode that features Brandon so heavily, you know, like yeah. just, I don't know. I feel like he and Dylan did have a couple of improv moments, definitely. though, so definitely. that's probably yeah. showing be. because of that. Could be. Uh, we, we we did see all of our main characters, but it was kind of like a blink and you miss it cameo from Andrea Jesse. Uh, mm-hmm. Same with the Walshes, didn't get a lot, but everybody is here. We have some recurring players coming back. That includes Ryan Brown as Morton Muntz, Jed Allen as Rush Sanders, and in a vocal cameo, we have Wings Hauser as Jonesy with a bit of blues. Yes. Several new recurring players. Alan Toy as Patrick Finley. Lots of TV work over his career. Shows like MASH, Simon & Simon, The West Wing, Brothers & Sisters. We'll see him a few more times here on the show. We have Larry Sellers as Sheriff Al Whitefeather, best known for his work on the series Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, where he played Cloudfeather, and here... Here's the interesting part. He also served as the Native American consultant on that series. So okay. if he's doing that kind of work professionally, I yeah. would hope and assume that he knows what he's doing and was there to make sure things were I would also hope and assume properly that as well. represented. Yes. And to be fair, I didn't really bump up at anything that I thought like, ooh, that's a little rough. But Yeah, it's yeah, hard to I know. agree. It's hard to know. I honestly. agree. Yeah. Uh, we have Gerald McCullough as Dan McGrath. He recurred as Frank on Melrose Place. Different character, but right around this time. So a lot of work in the franchise uh, in 1995. Best known for playing Bobby Dawson on CSI. Kendra, did you ever CSI? Did you ever go down that journey? No, I was more of a Law & Order person. Mm, It's coming back. Did you hear that? The Mothership's coming back. Law & Order. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did hear that. That's fun. That's kind of random. Finally, we have Cynthia Leach as Sarah Buchanan. This is her most prominent role. She's here, I want to say, four or five episodes. We'll see her. She also recurred on Party of Five, though. And I think she did an episode of Chicago Hope. But this is uh, this is the big one. <laughs> Finally, right. um, Pamela Berend plays the waitress. And I thought the waitress in this episode was going to matter. 
Yeah. Because or she was kind of heavily featured, and then it was just kind of like, the end. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. no, uh, she was in shows like Burke's Law and also did an episode of Melrose Place as a different character. We don't see her again. I thought maybe this was a setup for something, but nope. Nope. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, Native American actors, I just, okay. last night we just watched Wind River. Okay. A L- lot of great Native American actors in that Nice. Movie. I don't know anything about it's that movie. very dark. Uh, okay. And may- Eric was just pretty, he was pretty sad the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, but it's, it's Elizabeth Olsen and Jeremy Renner. Oh, okay. All right. The movie they're in together before yeah. they were Avengers together. You know what? I saw a movie, this is irrelevant, but I also saw a movie that, that made me feel kind of bad. And that was the movie Finch with Tom Hanks. Uh, see, as soon as I saw the picture, I was like, I don't think I want to watch this because mm. I think it's going to make me sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did it make you sad? It did make me sad. Yeah, it's a good movie. And it's not sad maybe in the ways that you expect it to be sad. Like, we, we really were interested in it the whole time. But I don't know. The rest of the night, I was just kind of like, <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> we know? had to. Well, the movie Wind River, it, I won't spoil what happens, but the last like words that pop up on the screen at the very end oh. are like that there's statistics for every oh. type of missing person except for native american women and oh, like geez. no one knows how many native american women are missing and we were just like <laughs> and this movie came out a while ago yeah. and things are not any better on that front so yeah yeah you win but anyway, that's <laughs> much more depressing than all... tom hanks movie fitch you win <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but it was a good movie. Oh, I recommend good. watching it. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, where are we? Let's uh, get into the episode. Yeah, Is that where it. we're at? We are. All right. Sweating it out. Here we go. We start at the Peach Pit and we have Dylan and Brandon run into each other in the parking lot. Finals are over. He uh, had a couple trips in mind, but Kelly doesn't want to go to the beach because of her burns and... Donna canceled their ski trip. Yeah, their annual ski trip. Brandon so said, here, kinda... again, their their academic schedule makes no sense. He's like, all right, so I'm done until the next semester. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make a drop of sense. No. But Brandon's free. I, I really want someone to, like, weigh in on, like, a listener to yeah. weigh in on this, who has experienced this type of college schedule. I just, just putting that out there. <laughs> I don't think that I, I would really like even bump up against it if they didn't talk about it so much. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's weird. Mm-hmm. And it's not even like, oh, maybe the episodes are aired out of order or whatever, blah, blah, blah. No, it's like we do no. a Christmas episode and then two episodes later we're doing. They're like, it's New Year's time like for finals. January. Yeah. It's just really bizarre. <laughs> it's weird. Dylan suggests that they go on a road trip together. He wants to go on a road trip, do some camping. And Brandon's like, yeah, sure. Let's, you know, your car or mine. Yeah. And Dylan says, no, no. Let's go on motorcycles. Yes. Did you ever do a buddy-buddy road trip in college? Hmm. I want to say no. No. I did. My, uh, I went. I went on a uh, trip with a church to South Dakota. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Okay. I remember when that. It was happened. a road trip. It was a road trip. Yeah. No. I I went with two of my buddies and we drove down like from New York down to Florida and we went to like Universal Studios and hung out for the week and it was super fun. No motorcycles, most... no sweat lodges, but we did have fun. <laughs> I think the most like friends going on a road trip I've ever done was when the four of us went to Chicago to see that's right Hamilton. yeah 
we went we all went to chicago to see hamilton and then we also went to well what we weren't even in the same car though we so. weren't we weren't but when we went to ohio to see the monkeys and then like that's go true. to the eerie zoo and stuff on the way back that that's was a, true we stayed over we stayed we at a bed and breakfast we did yes yeah. okay that was a friend's that, road trip yeah that was that yeah. counts that but we fun. were we were grown adults we weren't college yeah. age that's all yeah gotcha okay all right uh so brandon agrees to this trip yep after, after the intro we are at uh we're seeing the peach pit after dark and we're hearing this voiceover from steve who's saying like uh they went ahead without me and it's it's gonna fall apart there's no way they're gonna be ready in time and you see like nat trying to hang something and it's like yeah. falling down and david and claire arguing and then it we go to the peach pit and we see Steve. I thought that uh, was he's kind talk, of a, telling all this to months. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a lame transition, and I kind of wondered if that was how it was scripted, or if Jason Priestley and his abundance of youth was like, "Hey, let's turn this into a voiceover," because let's I really didn't think that it worked. Mm. I thought it was kind of it weird. didn't. It didn't strike me as not working. Fine, okay. It was different. It was. You're right. So Steve is telling all this to months as they're eating at the peach pit and claire comes in and is like oh your dad is a hoot steve she just thinks he's so, <laughs> so he's funny. so great so professional so great. yeah yeah so steve then goes over to the peach pit after dark and rush is like holding court like he's telling this story and everybody's laughing and yeah steve i don't know what is... the story was but the punchline involved dwight eisenhower and mother Teresa. yeah <laughs> yeah sounds like a good story it does yeah Steve and Steve is annoyed by that whole mm -hmm. scene. Yes, he is. The Walsh house, so the field mice ate Brandon's sleeping bag. He had this whole thing about, remember how I wanted to put out traps and <laughs> you guys said I was a stupid idiot? <laughs> um, so he's going to use Brenda's sleeping bag. <gasps> Brenda, call back. Brenda. We got a Brenda reference. Cindy was, is worried about them taking motorcycles on this trip, which... Yeah. Honestly, does, has Brandon ever ridden a motorcycle? <laughs> I would I would assume no. Don't I you have to have no. a special license to drive a motorcycle? What a good question. In California in the 90s? I don't know. I feel like you do mm. now. I think you do now. I think you have to have a, spe a well, motorcycle license. I mean, their driver's license that they flash later are clearly made of, like, cutouts of paper. It's just so. like, it's like this little, like, card. It's yeah. It's just like. It's not even it's as not firm as, like, a I don't even think it's cardstock. I think somebody with like a inkjet printer. It was weird. <laughs> so crazy. They dot matrixed like, oh, a quick, couple we need of license. Uh, yeah, yeah. Couldn't even laminate them. Looked great. <laughs> so, but Brandon, he's excited for the trip. You know, they're gonna rekindle their friendship yeah. because they've been on the outs with each other for a while sure now. Have. Yeah. And Brandon's like, it'll be like Easy Rider. Is that the movie he yes. references? Which, which and they spoil. <laughs> I haven't oh, yeah. seen Easy Rider, and I was I like, haven't seen it either. Well, now I know how Easy Rider ends. Yeah, I guess we won't spoil it here. But Jim, yeah, I think so. Jim does say he the ending care. of Easy Rider. <laughs> Remember when Jim kept being like, hey, Brandon, it's hard out there to be a white, powerful man. Mm -hmm. Yes, so buck I do. up. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so Jim makes some bad decisions, is all I'm saying. Yeah, sometimes. Kelly arrives, and she has got a free ticket to a psychology workshop uh, put on by Patrick Finley. Is that Who, his name? Yes, it is. And I was trying to track this. Like, he is a professor at the college. I think so, He's yes. He's a professor at the college, but he also does this, like, side hustle where he does, like, weird self-help kind of seminars. 
Yes. And he gave his students free tickets to his seminar. Yeah. So she got such a good grade in her abnormal psychology class that she was given this free ticket as a reward for Mm -hmm. that, I Mm -hmm. guess. She tells Brandon that he and Dylan better not compare notes about her Mm -hmm. uh, on this trip. Valerie comes in and, hey, guess what? She also got an A in the class and was also invited to the workshop. Which and is she was like, a, I wasn't going to go, but yeah. if you're going to go, it could be fun. That's a pretty big turnaround for old Val, because last week she was trying to get Kelly's notes because she hadn't been to any classes. And I think Kelly is kind of like, her yeah. annoyance is still there. Like, yeah. really? Yeah. You got an A in yeah. that class? Valerie's like, well, with my family, I should have got an A+. hey Yeah. <laughs> so Kelly is not excited about the prospect of spending the whole day with Valerie, mm-hmm. but Brandon tells her, hey, you said Come you were going to be nice. Come on now. Gotta be nice. They had a little bit of chemistry, Brandon and Kelly, in the brief scene that they were together. They had some chemistry yeah, again. Yeah, they did. Nice. Good to see. Yeah. Dylan then arrives in his biker jacket, mm-hmm. his leather biker jacket. You and they're, loved it. They're ready Don't, to hit. <laughs> you're making fun of that jacket. You loved it. Don't sit here and lie. <laughs> All right. You got me. Uh, and he and Brandon, they're ready to go. They're taking off. Kelly comes downstairs to say goodbye, and she and Dylan share like a steamy look with each other Dylan just just smolders silently and then brandon's like okay let's go bye honey bear or whatever he calls yeah. it <laughs> i thought the whole scene was weird though because dylan comes to the door and like my recollection is that he and jim like hate each other's guts oh yeah that's how we left it that mm-hmm. that jim's like you get out of here and dylan's like if i saw you lying on the street i would not yeah. help you uh <laughs> but I thought that like there was a there was a Jim Dylan beef. I also thought like are Dylan and Valerie just on good terms now and are the Walshes who know that Dylan and Valerie had a thing going on are we just like all okay with this because there was no weirdness at all. Water under the bridge. There was no weirdness and I thought for <laughs> yeah. sure this was going to be a thing but it just wasn't. They were like have fun you crazy kids. Yeah, ex- instead, the weirdness was between Kelly and Dylan, Kelly who and Dylan. had been talking on the phone regularly right. while he was in rehab. Right. He came to see him in rehab. Yes. And they held hands, very comfortable. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't yeah. really understand. It was kind of weird. At the Peach Pit, Rush, David, and Claire are grabbing a bite and talking about Peach Pit After Dark. Rush wants to know about Ray and is he any good? Because guess what? Ray agreed to play at the Peach Pit <laughs> yes, after dark. Yes, he did. He sure did. Uh, yeah. After all that stuff last episode. Yep. He's he just agreed in. to play. Yeah. Cut cut to the, the Peach Pit after dark, and Ray is on stage talking about, like, the worst thing that can happen is I'll throw up everywhere. Yeah. And then, you know. So apparently it's just stage fright. Which is not the impression that I got. I thought Donna was misinterpreting it as stage fright, and I thought he was just being like, this is not the venue for this. Like I'm, but but I guess no. he is afraid. He, I guess he is afraid to play. Yeah. So he has okay. a lot of stage fright, I guess. And Apparently. Donna is trying to help him deal with the stage fright. Yes. And you know, it's telling him everything's going to be fine. Yep. I tend to, as a music teacher, I find I try to be, uh, I try to be empathetic yes. to people who have stage fright but also i'm just kind of like you just got to get over it yeah <laughs> when they're like i don't know if i can do this i'm like you can you yep. just gotta you just gotta go do it yep <laughs> all right so they um 
Oh, I forgot. I skipped over. We get this, like, scene of them, like, zooming down the road right. on their motorcycles. Yeah. Brandon's is red. It is, yeah. It's pretty cool. So they get to this hotel where they're staying for the night. And they're talking about uh, Jack Kerouac and what he ate pie. He has this quote about pie. Yeah. Traveling around looking for pie. Mm-hmm. And then the waitress comes over. And they just, like, leer at her. Right. Yeah. Like she's a piece of bacon. She makes a comment about how she made the pie fresh this morning in her oven. And they're like, oh, I'd like to see that oven. Can we see your oven? Yeah. It's like, why are you being gross? Just don't be gross. It was was very gross. It was also a little confusing because, like, they didn't, like, vamp her up. It wasn't like, oh, here comes this super sexy waitress. She was just, like, a very normal person. You know, and they were yeah, like, yeah, she was wearing like a shorter skirt, but she wasn't overly sexualized. Right. Yeah. And so like, I mean, not that I'm saying they should have. I just mean, they reacted yeah. as if that's what was happening. And it yeah. was not like they at were all. sailors who hadn't right. seen a, a woman. In, yeah. Yeah. In <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're waiting for their food. Yes. Dylan did, did order pie and Brandon is trying to tell him this story. I forget what made him think about it, but he's trying to tell him this story about Lucinda. Right. And he's like, no, no, this is a funny story. And Dylan says, I don't want to hear about Lucinda because when I think about Lucinda, I think about how she tried to get me to fund that stupid movie and how you and Kelly were off pretending to be boyfriend and girlfriend and actually starting to like each other. Right. And this leads to fighting there's a lot of them bickering in there this is and i'm episode. pretty fully on team dylan in this because i don't really think brandon takes any responsibility no brandon doesn't have a leg to stand on no, he, he definitely snatched he, kelly away he did and they the thing that they're talking about they did like he and kelly kissed on that retreat yeah like that was mm-hmm. their first kiss and so brandon i don't know brandon's never like hey man i did you dirty he's just kind of like you need to grow up dylan I'm like come yeah. on dude come on come on <laughs> yep. For sure. At Kelly Donna Claire's, Brandon calls Kelly and uh, Kelly's like, are you sure you're not shacking up with some biker babe? So much and boom. Mike Brandon says see. it's just, oh, what's there? I oh, didn't yeah. see it. When he's on the bed, it's just like it comes into the shot and he's like, <laughs> hello, I'm recording you. Uh, Brandon says, nope, it's just me, Dylan and the open wound. And she <laughs> says, don't you mean open road? And he's like, nope. <laughs> said what I said. I liked that. I like that a lot. Yeah, that was funny. Dylan then comes out of the bathroom and is like, hey, you didn't have to wait till I was in the shower to call her. And Brandon brings up that he saw the way they looked at each other back at his house. And that kind of answered any questions he had about their friendship. Which I don't even understand what that means. Yeah, I don't either. I okay. don't know. All right. But they... They bicker some more, and Brandon's like, I'm just going to go back to L.A. tomorrow. And Dylan's like, well, why don't you go right now? And Brandon's <laughs> like, I already paid for the room. <laughs> Look, I like that they're addressing that there's a beef here, but I don't think they're doing a good job of it because they're making yeah. it very one-sided. I feel like Brandon should be very apologetic. Contrite? Yes. Yes. I feel like he should be doing all the work to... to get this friendship back right. on track. I mean, Dylan Dylan was like a drug addict. Yeah. But Brandon wasn't there for him when he was being a drug exactly. addict. So. Yeah. yeah, and had Brandon like 
done his part as a friend, might he have steered Dylan away from some of this stuff? Like if Dylan had that support, but Brandon was too occupied hooking up mm-hmm. with Dylan's ex moments yeah. after they broke up. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay. So now we're at this psychology workshop. Valerie is not so sure Mm-mm. about Mm-mm. this. She's like, why are we here? Why aren't we shopping? <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe this was a mistake. They meet Sarah. Yes. Is that her name? It is Sarah. Sarah Buchanan. And she is a grad student? <laughs> yes. Okay. <Correct>. Yes. <laughs> and she is introduced to Valerie and she's like, oh, I don't remember seeing you in class. And Valerie's like, well, I, li- I missed a lot of class due to illness. <laughs> And I'm still feeling a little under the weather today, yeah, so I might have vapors. to leave early. She's, yeah. <laughs> she's going to get sick in about one hour. Yep. Dan McGrath comes on stage. He is another grad student. And grad boy, student, thank is you. he. Yes. He's like, I'm, I'm one student. of those special people who has one of these crazy name tags. <laughs> <laughs> he says that there are no externs here. Mm hmm. Which no. I'm glad that you had that written at the top of our show because yes. I was like, did I hear that right? Extern. Yeah. They have to ask Sarah what that means. And it means like an outsider yeah. who He's would trying to be harsh their buzz. critical. Yep. Yeah. Dan introduces Patrick Finley, who comes on the stage. Um, he is in a wheelchair. That is an important point later. So I'm going to say that so that if you haven't watched the episode, like some people who listen, you can picture that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, the whole aesthetic of the stage is very weird, first of all, because it's, like, mostly a black background. There's no, like, lectern or microphone or anything like that. So he wheels out, and he's wearing all black on a black background, and there's, like, this very lame banner hanging it is lame. the top. It it's is a just lame like, banner. I don't know. I just thought the scene was just a really weird... Like, all the aesthetic choices were very strange to me. It looked really, uh, really cheap. It did. I thought. It did, yeah. Yeah. Bizarre. For this, like, big professor that's, you know... Yeah, speaking, I mean, the, the tickets are $100 a pop. $200. $200. dollars right. Two, so, I mean, I think, you know, your banner budget can, uh, you know, tick up a little bit. <laughs> I got I got to say, this guy, whatever his name is, Alan Toy, which does not sound like a human's name, but is, <laughs> very well cast. Very oh, well yes. cast. Because mm-hmm. he's irritating, also, like, vaguely creepy. Yes. You know, like, he just has... He just as soon the as whole the yeah. whole time I was like I don't know what this guy's vibe yeah. is like yeah. I don't know what what I'm supposed to be feeling but I don't feel exactly <laughs> settled exactly he's like a pebble in him. your shoe it's like the minute he's yeah. there like you don't know what's wrong but something is wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> well he comes out on stage and he's like I just have three words for you we have, have evolved. evolved yes and everyone's like yes. Yes, Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) Back on the road trip, Dylan, they're getting ready. They're packing up their motorcycles, getting ready to leave. Dylan is like, all right, let's head back together. I don't want you to die by yourself on the road. Brandon's like, you don't have to do that. Then Dylan suggests, well, then why don't we just keep going? Yep. Like, you know, we fought. It's fine. Let's just keep going. And no more usage of the K word, they agreed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Rock music plays. And they zoom off on their <laughs> motorcycles. Yep. Have you ever <laughs> ridden a motorcycle, Kendra? I have not. The only time I've been on a motorcycle was with my grandpa. Mm. Yeah, a little my mother is very anti-motorcycle. Really? So, 
Okay. As most mothers are, sure. I feel like sure. if you're a mom, you have mm-hmm. to be anti-motorcycle. Makes sense. So. Yep. <laughs> Back at the work- workshop, Professor Finley is talking about the Neanderthals and Homo. He says they're all Homo Lucens, the Shining Man, mm-hmm. and but they're not living up to. I don't know. It was kind of hard to follow. I was kind of with Valerie. Yep. Valerie's like, all right, I like this is stupid. Yeah, yeah. Let's go shopping, yep. kind of thing. <laughs> And then they break into groups, which is like, kill me now when I'm, <laughs> yeah. At, a, yeah. when I'm at a conference. And ne- they're like, and now we will break into groups and share. And never, like, oh. have I, never have I identified with Valerie so strongly as when they said the group <laughs> thing and she was like, and that's a wrap. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> yep, that's how out. I feel every time. Goodbye. Sarah wants to encourage Kelly. She's like, don't let Valerie hold you back from experiencing something here today. So it's confusing. I thought that he was giving a lecture on like psychology theories or something, but it seems to be like a self-help. Yeah. Let's all express our feelings kind of thing. Yeah. It feels a little bit like a a counseling Mm -hmm. thing. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I think Kelly's about to buy a timeshare. Yeah, I think so. She's very close. Back on the road trip, the boys take a bathroom break. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just, that means they pull over on the side of the road and uh, begin to urinate on a tree. And there are signs on the tree that say no trespassing, yes. but they don't, they don't pay attention to those. And as they're talking, a car pulls up behind them. And the, is he the sheriff? That's that what like it, that's title? what he's listed in the credits. Sheriff Al okay. Whitefeather. That's that's okay. what it says. The sheriff pulls up behind them and is like, "Hey, you're uh, you're peeing on sacred burial grounds." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Well, why didn't you put a sign up?" And he's like, "What? There's three signs on that tree." <laughs> <laughs> so then he asks for their license, which are literally just just paper. flimsy pieces of paper. They're just paper. Yeah, they're the kind of thing where like you you clip them out of a magazine for children. You know, yeah. all right, here's your Ch- Chuck E. Cheese badge. That's what it was like. Yeah, exactly. Is Chuck E. Cheese Dylan still Dylan is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. People still go to Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. Do you? Uh, no. Okay. I go to Dave & Buster's if I'm going to go somewhere. Okay. <laughs> Dylan is argumentative from the start. Mm-hmm. He does not want to show his license. No. He's just like, whatever. Yeah. Just let us go. It's yeah. fine. Uh, as the sheriff is looking at their licenses, they begin arguing again about we never should have come on this trip and why'd you do that and blah, 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 blah. So, and the officer, the sheriff sees this and he tells them that they're not getting a ticket, but they're going to have to work off the debt mm-hmm. uh, that they, you know, work off their crimes. Right, right. Which Dylan is not about, but Brandon's mm-hmm. like, no, we'll, we'll do it. it. We'll take it. We don't want to yep. get arrested. Back at the workshop, they're now sitting in small circles <laughs> in chairs, not in like, chairs. you know, yeah. crisscross applesauce. Kelly's oversharing. Yeah. Yes. So Kelly is talking about she um, is worried about her looks all the time. Yeah. But when the fire happened, you know, it's worrying about your looks seems really meaningless compared to almost dying in a fire. And yeah. Finley is like creepily yes. like... Behind he's, her. he's blurry in the background for a long time. Yeah. Is, then now, he... Sorry. I'm just wondering, is this where she talks about her feelings about Allison? Or or do we do we come back to that later? Because I feel like that's important. It's in this scene. It is. Yes. Okay. 
Yep. So Finley kind of stops everyone and tells them not to not to analyze their feelings, but yeah. just like share just feel. their feelings. Just feel them. Yeah. So this is when he asks her if she's happy with her life. And she talks about that when the when the flames were coming through the door, the thought running through her head was like, please, God, don't let don't take my face. Right. Don't let my face be burned. But that, you know, this this girl who saved her life, her whole body right. was burned. And that and I, she wants to change her life, but doesn't know how. I, there was almost there's an element of like, you know, if one of us has to die in this fire, maybe it could be yeah. the other one, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she doesn't feel good about that either. And so he's he's right there with his creepy face and creepy parted hair. Yeah. And then we get like, he's got like, he puts his hand on her shoulder mm-hmm. in a Warning. creepy fashion. Warning. Yep. Red light. At the keg house, Donna comes to get some advice from Steve because Ray has stage fright and she wants to help him. And Steve says, why don't you just sleep with him? (laughs) There you go. And he's upset with her. He's like, how dare you come and ask me anything that has anything to do with Peach Pit After Dark. I am clearly very upset about the whole thing. I'm a little... I mean, yes, I think it is insensitive for Donna to do that. But... Even in the early scenes, I was kind of like, why isn't Steve at least like, why aren't they asking him ideas or like what he had planned or like, I mean, he can't get money for it. It can't be like an official thing, but it does seem kind of callous to just be like, bah. you know, he's been working on this Honestly, for a year. But we'll I feel just... like the sentence was he cannot promote. Right. I don't think that has any like, I don't know that having a stake in the peach pit has anything to do with promoting the no, peach I, pit. No, I I don't think he could do anything official, but that is, I just don't think that stops them from using him as a resource. Yeah, I agree. As long as his name's not on anything, exactly. you know, they yeah. can't really prove right. that he's done anything. Right. So he feels bad for yelling at her, and he says that she needs to thank Vince Lombardi. Okay. That's his suggestion. On the road trip, the sheriff takes them to this random spot in the woods and tells them that they have to dig a perfect hole. It's got to be like two feet deep. It's got to be square. The side, he always like, you. he says the sides have to be, eh? and yeah. the floor has to be, eh? and like, you know, shows with his hands. And there's only one shovel. Oh, no. He gives the shovel to Dylan, tells Dylan he has to dig the hole, and Brandon is to be his supervisor. Mm-hmm. Brandon is concerned that if they don't go along with this, they will be arrested. Dylan obviously is not happy about the whole situation, but he agrees. He says, I'll, I'll dig the hole, but you are not my, you're not supervising me. Yeah. Okay, so then later we come back. Dylan, he's been digging for a while, and he's having a tough time. Mm-hmm. The sheriff comes back to check on them, and Brandon's like, he asks again, are the walls, eh, and yeah. the floor, mm-hmm. eh? and, and Brandon's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Which Dylan, Dylan off, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's done at this point. He's like, you guys dig a hole, I'm done. Uh, the sheriff does not relent, though. He tells Brandon, you, get, you better get a move on, you know, sun's going down. Dylan does not want Brandon to dig either because he says then Brandon will like lord it over him forever. Right. That he I don't really get saved that. The but day. Yeah. Yeah. 
But Brandon's like, let's just, you know, I'll dig for a while. Then when the guy comes back, we'll switch. And Dylan agrees to that. Yeah. Is this where they do the little, like, they're walking away and Dylan kind of trips him? I liked that. Yeah. I thought it was really yeah. funny. That clearly that is like a, we're still rolling. Because Jason yeah. Bruce is in front <laughs> and it's almost like a little, like, a trip kick. And they're like, ugh. End of scene. <laughs> Which I just thought was funny. Yep. At Kelly, Donna, Claire's, Claire and David are very worried about Donna and about Ray. Donna is in her room watching a Vince Lombardi coaching. Oh, Donna video from you know years ago kelly comes home she really really enjoyed her workshop she kind of tries to tell everyone about it but they're very wrapped up in peach pit after dark and (laughs) you know getting that going so donna closes the door on them so she can watch the video david and claire walk off to talk about it and kelly's like i guess i'll tell the seagulls how happy i am (laughs) There's one scene with Claire, and I don't know when it was. I feel like we were talking about the whole Donna Ray thing. But Claire says, you said it, I didn't. Which is like a recurring phrase mm. that they say throughout the whole series. Brenda said it a bunch of times. The mean girl said it at the slumber party back in the day. So I kind of, I clocked that when that happened. It's like the I've got uh, yeah. a bad feeling about this from Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Back at the hole that the boys are digging. So Brandon has the shovel and... Dylan now has like a rock and he's like trying to dig yeah. at the edges of it. But they've got they've got a pretty decent yeah, they're, sized they're decent. dugout area. The sheriff comes back and is like, ah, oh, so you decided to help him, huh? Which I guess was a lesson. I guess. He was trying to teach them. I, I don't know. Yeah. Not not really sure. Another truck pulls up with a bunch of men in it, and the sheriff says, Alright, you guys are done, but I want to invite you to stay. Mm-hmm. And we see them setting up a fire with a bunch of rocks in it. In and the hole that was dug. In the yeah. hole that they dug. Yeah. And they're setting up a tent. And they're going to have a sweat lodge. Mm-hmm. Brandon does not know if he can handle it. He's like, maybe I'll just yeah. not do that. Yeah, if he was he's like, like, if this was 20 below, I could do it. My Minnesota blood can handle it, but... Yeah. <laughs> not these high And heaps. Dylan's like, well, do you want to tell our host that we're not doing it? And then Brandon <laughs> starts taking off his jacket. Yeah. <laughs> At the keg house, everyone has gone to the opening of the Peach Pit After Dark. Steve and Munts are there all alone. And Munts is like, "I, hey, I told him to stay and they just went anyway. And Steve's like, you can go, Munts, Pretty nice want. of Munts to stick around. Yeah, but he does go. And then Rush walks in he is there to apologize to steve he says that he didn't want steve to go to jail this was the best deal that he could make and that really all those lawyers when they look at him all they see is samantha sanders ex-husband like he Mm -hmm. didn't really have that much pull with the lawyers right and he says that the peach after dark isn't going to mean anything unless steve is there and he wants steve to come to the club It's a pretty easy reconciliation. It is, yeah. A classic always forgiven, would you say, Kendra? Yeah, classic, classic. But I do think he's contrite, Rush. Like, I think he does feel bad about the whole thing. You're right. It's just, we have not got an indication of that. Because the last time they interacted, I think, was when Rush was like, I knew you stole the key, you dumb, lying, idiot, jerk. You know? Yeah. Steve was like, Dad, I didn't. Uh." You know, now they're fine. So good. Yeah. I'm glad they healed, but Yeah. All right. Back at the sweat lodge, we got a bunch of guys in a tent 
and it is boiling. Really? Though I felt like Brandon, his acting choice was to kind of look cold. Like, I, it looked like he was, like, shivering. Yeah, it was kind of a shivering, yeah. Yeah, but they, they're, they like, naked, do you think? They're pretty naked. It's hard naked. to tell. They're pretty naked, yeah. It's hard. They're not wearing much, if, if anything aren't. at all. No. Yeah, and it's it's very, very hot in there. Yeah. So the sheriff then tells them that they are there to pray. And he says a prayer. And then he asks Dylan to say a prayer. Dylan prays, and he thinks... Um, they're praying to like grandfather. Ancestors, yeah. Yes. So he prays and he is thankful for people looking out for him. Yeah. It is then Brandon's turn to pray and Brandon is thankful that Dylan is still there. That he's still around and, yeah. did, and ha- didn't die. Yeah. Nothing. So nothing. Nice. It is nice, but it's not like self-reflective at all. He's not like. No. <laughs> Back at. Peach Pit After Dark. It is the place to be. They hop are in. packed. Hop it in. is hopping. We see Jesse and Andrea. This is the quick little Jesse Andrea moment. Mm-hmm. They run into Claire and David, and Jesse says, Oh, I almost feel nostalgic for my bartending days. And Andrea's like, No, no, you're done bartending. So I guess he's done bartending. I guess. And I thought that was kind of a weird, like, I think I would have had Jesse bartending. You know, yeah. like give him something to do. Have Jesse like be a part of this Peach Pit After Dark, I think would help to integrate those characters a little more. So the fact that they just, I mean, at least they acknowledged it, but they just closed the door on it. Yeah. Claire then goes to talk to David about Ray. They're both still very worried. But Claire says that Donna says it's under control. David's like, I don't know if we should risk it. Let's just maybe not. Yeah. But Claire's like, all right, you go tell Donna that Ray can't play cut to donna they're Ugh. backstage and she <laughs> she's got like the classic you know x's and o's football diagram on the chalkboard and she's like and this is you and this is th- and then the band will come here and then you'll do this like it's a football right but thing. but her message is like so you just got to pretend like you've been working your whole life to get to the super bowl and now you're finally there and i'm like how is this depressurizing the situation yeah, like, aren't you making this worse yeah donna trying to yeah. be funny is among my least favorite things in life <laughs> not just in the show kendra in life in all of life in all of life <laughs> well she's like all right go out there and and do the thing and he goes and we never we don't get to see no and you know i've my memories of this, and maybe this will change as we go, but I remember Ray playing and singing like a lot more. And I know mm. that there are some scenes that have been cut that, that featured him. Like I know he sings Obladi at one point, and like obviously they're not going to pay to license the Beatles. Uh, yeah. But like I think we're missing a lot of Ray stuff. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't know for sure that he, we, you actually see the performance in this episode regularly, but I know for a fact that we, we have missed some things because he did play mm. more. But it is, it's anticlimactic not to see it. Yeah. For sure. Back on the road trip, it's the next morning. They're sitting at the pit that they dug, which now the tent isn't there anymore. And they're eating something, some breakfast of some kind. And they're talking about what they've learned on this road trip. Yes. Dylan learned that everybody's flawed. Nobody's perfect. And Brandon learned that you have to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I I just find Brandon very didactic here. He's just kind of like, you know, Dylan, if you would have just trusted me and not assumed I was coming after you, all of this would have been so much better. I'm like, bro, 
Like, you should have learned something here. And it's like they just mm-hmm. don't seem to realize that. And I that yeah. irritates me. Yep. Yep. Well, they ride off into the sunset. Hooray. Hooray. All is forgiven. Friends again. Kelly goes to Professor Finlay's office and slips a note under his door. But he immediately opens the door. Like a tiger. In. Was he yes. just like waiting there at just the door? There. Yeah. No way. Creepy. Creepsed. Opens the door, invites her in. She says that, she, you know, she doesn't want her to read the note now, but basically she appreciated the workshop and everything that he said. And he said, no, no, it was all like, it was all you. It wasn't me. You're just, you know, saying your own feelings. She asks him when he ended up in a wheelchair, is that when he started evolving? Mm-hmm. And he he basically tells her that it's a gift to have something in your life to like to put your life in focus right. like an event yeah that brings your life into yeah, focus. as much as he loved skiing he's appreciative for this chance to sort of like start a new right yes and he says that she can change her life but that people around her might not understand and i was just like the whole episode i was like cult cult leader mm-hmm. kelly's joining a cult right <laughs> so i don't know where it's going but he definitely well, gives off cult leader vibe. I do know where it's me. going, Kendra. Oh, okay, and I'm not cool. going to say anything. Right. Cult is my... Is We're, my, gonna uh, We're marking down Kendra thing. for cult. Kendra has guessed cult. Kind of like, like in, uh, in Boy Meets World when Sean kind of joins that cult for a second. Whoa. And then Mr. Taylor gets in the motorcycle accident. And never, you know what I'm talking about? You never see him again. Uh, no, I don't. What? Sorry. My Boy Meets World viewing, like I told you, I remember the Minkus years crystal clear. And then, like, All right, I, well, after that. That settles it. We're doing Boy Meets World after okay. now. Okay. Did you watch Girl I Meets think... World? I watched a couple episodes. Okay. It is, it's just not the same kind of vibe. Right. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> All right. The last scene is Dylan and Brandon arrive back at Dylan's house. They're tired. They need to use the bathroom and eat some food. Well, Dylan, but Brandon, Brandon's like, I gotta, I gotta go find the burial ground or whatever he says. He says, yeah, he makes some yeah. joke about having to find a sacred like a, tree, a sacred tree. That's it. He yeah. says a sacred tree, which yeah. I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, disrespectful, Dylan, but funny. yes, yes. Dylan checks his voicemail, and he's got a voicemail from Jonesy. the clown himself, Jonesy, clown. saying, "Hey, he's got some." millions of dollars that uh he thinks belongs to him and he tells him to get on pack his bags get on a plane come meet him get your passport don't tell anybody and come down here and then we just fade out yep and that is the scene that is the show what did you think kendra that is the episode (laughs) i don't know i don't know not my favorite episode like i i liked seeing the the stuff with steve and rush and it's cool to get the Peach Pit After Dark going. Yes. Finally, after talking about it for so long. I wish, like, I and I also really enjoyed seeing Brandon and Dylan together. Like, it was just kind of nice yeah. to see them. Yeah. Even though, even though they were fighting, like, the times where they weren't fighting, it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, they were best friends right. for seasons. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
So that was just kind of nice to see yeah, them together again. I'm, I have very conflicted feelings about this because, yes, I mean, the, the Peach Pit After Dark, that's our, like, new set alert, new set alert, because we actually mm-hmm. see, like, what the Peach Pit After Dark looks like and will look pretty similar uh, for the for the remainder of the time that it's a part of the show. But, like, on the one hand, I'm happy that we're addressing the Dylan-Brandon relationship, but I just think they totally whiffed it. I don't think yeah. they actually addressed any of the issues there. You know, I think it was just sort of like, well, Dylan, you're a screw up and you just got to admit that you're a screw up and people like you. And Brandon's like, I got to like you, even though you're a screw up. So I don't I'm disappointed with that. Yeah, I definitely think that they missed what the problem was between the two of right. them. Actually explore the <laughs> characters. I, I just don't yeah. feel like any real character work was done. And that's frustrating to me. So I think overall like as a package deal i gotta give this episode a thumbs down mm. yeah perhaps i don't think you can skip it necessarily no, no, no. no but not not a favorite no didn't hate it but not a favorite okay all right 90210 snap hmm i don't know I feel like the stuff with Finley and Kelly in the office at the end, like, you can change your life, but people aren't going to understand her being like, I want to take this journey with you. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe the part where he puts his hand on her shoulder. Yeah, a lot of of warning signs here. I like it. All right. Well, maybe you'll like the next episode, Kendra. But until then, you can find me every other week on The Sindorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. And, fun fact... I co-hosted uh, previously on X-Men with one Eric Mickles for the <gasps> Mojo Vision episode. So Yes, this, I was it, I was forced to watch that episode. Yeah, it's so. a terrible episode. If, uh, if this isn't enough, me talking about 90s television, pop over to this episode of Previously on X-Men, because I'm over there. All right. What about cool. you, Kendra? Where are you? I'm Miss Musebox91 on Twitter, and I have a website, MissMusebox.com, and a Etsy page, Miss Musebox Crafts. It's almost holidays, and- Kendra. I know. Get, your Get some holiday gifts. Yep. yep. And I am also the co-host of the podcast, 90s Music Got Me Like, where each week we talk about a different 90s song. So check us out over there. All right. Exciting. Uh, then you can join us right here next time as we continue our 90210 discussion in Season 5 with Episode 18, Hazardous to Your Health. Dun, dun, dun. 902, and here we go. Dun, 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 dun. Nine, 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 nine